few episodes back, we talked about George Lucas giving Steven Spielberg a golden opportunity to create a franchise from an idea he had. George Lucas dreamed up a story for Raiders of the Lost Ark and pitched the first Indiana Jones movie to Spielberg on vacation in Hawaii. And George, so I, I got that beat. I said, what do you mean? He said, I, I have a better idea. It's called Raiders of the Lost Ark. A few years later, Spielberg was on the set of The Color Purple and had an idea for a movie that he didn't have time to make. By 1985, Spielberg was an old hand at formulating high-concept ideas based around a question. In this case, what do kids do on a rainy day? Spielberg and Chris Columbus turned that question into a script about kids on a treasure hunt called The Goonies. For a director, Spielberg chose his longtime friend and collaborator, Richard Donner, who had an impressive run of movies in the 1970s and 1980s, including The Omen, Lethal Weapon, Superman, and later Scrooge. Spielberg was also very involved in the casting process, famously sitting in when Sean Astin, who would end up starring as Mikey, did an audition where he slipped up and said shit, and Spielberg walked out. Look, a couple of years ago, Mom and Dad got on again. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Look, a couple of years ago. They also cast Corey Feldman, who had just appeared in Gremlins, another movie Chris Columbus helped conceive, as the annoying rascal Mouth. For Gremlins, Chris Columbus of the Spielberg part, thinking up the story and acting as the executive producer, and Steven Spielberg made a cameo. The convention's great. Yeah. I said, it, I said it's great. Gremlins and the Goonies were both produced through Spielberg's Amblin Entertainment. Another young star who was cast in The Goonies was Josh Brolin. Brolin played Mikey's older brother, Brand. The movie didn't bother me, but it bothered me only because you didn't have anything to balance it out. I remember Martha Plimpton once told me she did this, like, the Three Sisters, you know, amazing play, classic play. 
She comes out on stage, Long Wharf Theater, famous theater, classic theater. She comes out on stage, and just before she says her first line, somebody from the back row goes, Goonie! And of course, the man of the hour, after his recent Oscar nomination and Golden Globe for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Kei Hui Huan co-starred as Data. Kei Hui Huan's big break had come in 1984 with Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom as short rounds. The Goonies is definitely a Spielbergian film and a film of the 1980s, centering five young boys who are about to lose their home in the Goondocks neighborhood, which is being leveled to turn it into a country club. On the last rainy day where they're all together, the five kids, Mikey, Data, Chunk, Brand, and Mouth, find a map in the attic of Mikey and Brand's home. Ye intruders beware. Crushing death and grief, soaked with blood of the trespassing heat. This is the famed treasure map of One-Eyed Willie, a local pirate whose treasure has long been sought but never found. What makes this movie particularly populist, especially in the pro-corporate 80s, is that the main villains that the boys are up against is the local millionaire country club owner working with the mortgage lenders to foreclose on properties. The 1980s is often portrayed as a decade of obscene wealth and profit, but that wealth must be procured, obviously, on the backs of someone, and our main characters in the goondocks are the unfortunate victims. During the treasure hunt, the boys stumble onto the hideout of the Fratelli family, a notorious family of gangsters on the run. So the obstacles encountered by our working-class treasure hunters are gangsters, mortgage lenders, and one-eyed willies, many booby traps and mazes. It's hinted throughout the movie that this is one of many adventures that have happened in the goondocks. This gives the movie a certain timelessness and almost mystical quality. The booby traps, especially the falling rocks, are very reminiscent of Indiana Jones. Also helping out with that mystical quality, and for the third movie in a row, is prosthetics and animatronics, which Industrial Light and Magic helped design with Berman Studios. Probably the most famous character of the Goonies is the Vertelli's developmentally disabled brother, Sloth. Industrial Light and Magic designed a five-foot replica of Sloth for the confrontation. The Goonies cost $19 million to make and grossed $125 million at the box office. It's now seen as a timeless cult classic. George Washington? Um, Martin Sheen. Martin, Martin Sheen. Sheen, that's President Kennedy, you idiot! Was that <laughs> he, he played Kennedy once. <laughs> anyway, before I introduce the panel, let me say, please like this video and subscribe to the Movie Night Extravaganza YouTube channel. Also, we are now monetized, so if you have any pressing questions during this live show, send us a super chat. We are absolutely obligated by international law, human rights law, to answer it. We also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash movie night extra. All of our after parties are available on there forever. Okay, let me introduce the panel. Jandrew World, illustrator, book cover artist, comic designer, and artist for Give Them an Argument, co-host of Movie Night Extravaganza, and Bad Takes. Conan Neutron, co-host of Movie Night Extravaganza, host of Britonic Reversal, and frontman for Conan Neutron and the Secret Friends. Christina Oaks, when she's not dog-sitting, you can find her streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash cosmopolitics. You can find her on Twitter and Instagram at at cosmopolitics. Throw her some subs on Twitch. I, of course, am your host, Forrest Miller, wandering Ronin of the podcast panel and samurai of the clip-cutting school. Without further ado, let's get started.
Indeed. It's been enough ado. <laughs> <laughs> Neutrons never say die. Is that the Absolutely. <laughs> this is this movie does have a very uh secret friends quality to it. You know what I mean? Like uh Oh uh, yeah? I mean just in in a you know, they're like they're on adventures, they're you know, yeah, they're no, I around, they're I'm yeah. into it, don't get me wrong. I, I didn't think it as an insult. I I'm I'm here for it. Uh yeah, like it's Look, when it when the adventuring part of it starts, this movie is so golden, it makes you forget about the beginning of it where it's just like, why should I care about these kids? What are they up to? I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I don't care about this. I don't care about this. And then like you're like, oh my god, this is the best thing I've ever seen. And you forget all about the like the introduction. That was necessary, of course. I mean, I, I do like when they're just kind of shitting on the uh on, on the guys that are gonna foreclose on the house and the country club owner guy. Like yeah, there's a couple good moments, don't get me wrong, but there's like <laughs> it's like a slow beginning. It's almost. a slower build, and and, yeah. and, and it wouldn't like basically, unless you live in coastal Oregon, you gotta kind of see like their surroundings, right? You gotta get like accustomed to the fact that oh, they're going out. Like, remember, Andy, you you're the only one who's gonna remember this when we just go out riding bikes. Oh, we're yep. riding bikes. What are you doing? Hey, we're riding bikes. I remember that. Well, I don't know. I don't know what you. I'm assuming not. I'm assuming at some point parents like, hey, we can't just let them run around unsupervised. I still what, do what it. Are they up to no. Right. When the street lights turn off, that's when the kids gotta come inside. We'll get Allie in here. I'll tell her all about it. But anyway, like, <laughs> I, but like this is a classic riding bike style adventure, like right because yes. we're, we're sort of like yeah that whole like what do the kids get up to on a rainy day? Well, they yeah, quite a bit as it turns out. And it, and it has a nice uh, a pre a pre drone era shot of them riding bikes and it like slowly goes over the uh, over the woods where they're riding. Yeah, that's like that's a classic riding bike shot. I think um, absolutely. And, and, well, and it's. It works so well because, again, what what seems like, what's up with these kids? Like, what 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 are they up to? Like, you get an establishment of like their character. Some of them more fleshed out than others. Well, let's be clear. Uh, yes. and, and and I'd forgotten. It's been so long since I've seen this. I was like, all right, it kind of sucks that ninety percent of Chunk's personality is like you know weight related humor or food, and the other ten percent is being loud. It gets uh, even. Yeah. It gets even more brutal because he originally uh, auditioned for Mouth, and they were like, "You're fat." You have to audition yeah. for Trunk. Please come back in a week. <laughs> Which you could just you could just say to a kid, I guess, in the eighties, like, <laughs> like they yeah, were like before you're, cancel you're, culture was out of control, right? They were like yeah. they were like your personality is great. We like your personality, but we don't like your weight. Please but but I will say, and it has nothing to do with his weight, but he represents a certain type of child that is just constitutionally incapable of being quiet. Do you yes. understand what I say? Where he's just like he's just loud as a resting state. He's, and you're like, well, today oh, they'd medicate that kid. kind of kid. <laughs> Probably, yeah. But that, but just really, that, that kid would be called like Ritz for the fact that he always has Ritalin. Uh, uh, mom, you know, mom's got a migraine. Don't invite Chunk over; she'll flip out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because <laughs> bellowing his way through the household, uh, breaking, so, breaking everything, which I find very relatable. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when he breaks the dick off the statue right away. And they glue it on backwards, which is amazing. <laughs> and I'd forgotten about that. I remember they broke the statue. I had not remember they reversed the cock. Which is I remember I tried showing it to my kids and I got to that scene. I'm just like, I'm feeling really awkward right now. By the way, I don't know if you guys could just hear it, but I think Audrey escaped from her bath. She was just. I heard something. The... Yeah. It's like a one dog <laughs> remake of Goonie. She's going to head down to the Barrens and, uh, you know. She's probably going to head down here. What she usually does when she gets her bath is she heads down here to try to hide out, like knowing I'm mm -hmm. either going to be streaming or like hanging out and like my mom might not. <laughs> find She's her like, Dad will protect me. And exactly. here she is. Safe, safe haven. Speaking <laughs> of, of, of 
Speaking of parents, a lot of the kids in this movie come from legendary families. You got sure. Sean yes. Aston, obviously his his parents was was John Aston and oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, what's Patty her Duke? Name? Yes. Duke. Um, Josh Brolin, James Brolin's son. Um, you have also Martha Plipton, who comes from the Carradine family. Um, it's just pretty amazing that all these, you know, kids, you know, the OG Nepo babies, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was the beginnings of that, the 80s version of the Rat Pack. You know, it was like this, like Stand By Me and, uh, yeah, and other films on that era, you know, which is crazy to think about so of which Corey Feldman was was absolutely one of those yeah which is amazing considering how differently things went for certain of these yeah, yeah Corey but. Feldman trying to be like Michael Jackson these days Corey yeah exactly like his buddy Michael Jackson it's um, not working I'm sorry he, uh, he met he met uh like the two Corys met <laughs> peace and love um, peace and love while auditioning <laughs> for this movie actually yeah Corey Haim, really Corey Haim, really yeah yep. So obviously he got it and Corey Haim didn't, but that they met in the uh, in the waiting room yeah, for this the movie. origin of the Corys, which is a very big deal in the eighties, much to my eternal annoyance. I'm like, deal. I don't yes. care. No, I do yeah. not care about the Corys. So uh, even though I like the movies, I'm like, I don't want to hear about it. I, I wanna I wanna I wanna throw this in early. Um this is Sean Ashton's uh pretty pretty brutal audition. Um, oh man that that they made yeah this is this so, well so one of the things I like about Sean Ashton, I I'm I I haven't seen this, but I'm sure we're about to see it. He didn't start off awesome. He like took a while to get there, but he put in the work and he put in the work in interesting ways, yeah. uh, including some indie films that most people have not seen. But like what I he became a very good actor. Well, yeah, what I absolutely exactly. love, too, is, is uh, every decade he has an all timer. Like, like it just seems yes. like. Uh, absolutely. Uh, yes. <laughs> like at least like in every epoch of life we're like oh my God, he's fantastic in this. You know, like it's, it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think the last one was Stranger Things. Yeah, meanwhile, well, yeah. Meanwhile, Josh Brolin it took him like twenty-five-ish years to really make it. Yeah, he broke he out. out he broke out with this movie, and then didn't really have anything that high profile until like the two thousands. Yeah, Marvel. But then, Thanos. like, look at like No Country for Old Men. Jesus Christ! I mean, like, yeah. Well, he was he was like ubiquitous, ubiquitous he for played a while, right? George like, w. He, was, Bush. he was in everything, like in the in the. Yeah, trying yeah, to forget that film. Him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was just he like uh, he was a that guy. He was like on a level I mean, of he, Sam Rockwell yeah. or something, he, right? He, Where you're he, like, oh, he, that guy's good. He, he did host another episode of SNL <laughs> with Sarah Palin. Yeah, like, like it was. He was known and like respected, but not like a name. Not a. He was also married to Lane, so good for him. Yeah. And now you know he's Thanos and Cable, and now he can be a leading man. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> exactly. He's got, check, 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 check. Good. All right. He's got to so be like here, a ninja or samurai or something. He's got. So here's our Sean. Here's our Sean Aston thing. Before we get too far from talking about him. All right, Sean Aston. Let's go. Okay. Oh, he's such a baby. Time, take time, take time. You there? You there? Okay. Okay. Go. Hey, you want to be like? Oh. Hey, you want to be like mom and dad? You want to be a goodie for the rest of your life? Huh? Look, a couple of years ago, mom and dad got on that big TV game show. You remember, Brand? Yeah, yeah mom spent a month making those funny costumes. She was a giant egg, Dan was a giant frying pan. So what? 
We all thought, this is it. Out of the Goondocks for us. So we drove all the way to Hollywood. And when we got to Hollywood, they put us in a big audience with a whole bunch of people in funny suits. Then this dude with lipstick and hairspray walks up to us and makes mom guess the price of toilet bowl cleaner. Then he makes dad pick from three doors, one, two, or three. Now my dad's lucky number is always number two. It was always. I mean, he got married on August 2. He got his job on June 2. He has two kids. I mean, he got two cars. Okay. Two wives. We got the point. He took door number two. No. That's a whole weird thing. For some strange reason, he picked door number three. So the game show host yells out, Congratulations! You've just won 100000 And then this big door swung open, and a jar was sitting right in the middle of the stage, filled with 100,000 toothpicks. 100,000 toothpicks. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to... Oh, God damn. Sorry. Yeah, okay. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to blow my chance. And I'd feel like a real jerk if somebody like Beef, you know, dug up all the rich stuff because we were too chicken shit to go for it. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> I really screwed up on the camera. <coughs> Good. That gives me a chance to do it again. That's my fault. That's right. <laughs> okay, ready? Everybody in the place was laughing. Yeah, don't forget, because that's where you're going to, yeah, that's where you reveal how hurt everybody was. Okay. 100,000 people. Everybody's starting to laugh at him. Huh? Right. You laugh too. Yeah. I mean, you can improvise. You know, you don't. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't. I see, I got. That's right, but when, you know where you're going. If you, if you lose it, if you can pick up on your own, pick it up, improvise. Okay. I don't care. You know what happens? Tear, tear your father's heart out, tear your mother's heart out, and they're never going to get out of the goondocks thing on. But now you can get them out. Right. We can. Yeah. I mean, tear your parents' heart out. It's going to hurt. You're defending them. Okay. Hurt heart heat. Right. Right. Let's do it. Alrighty. Okay. Yeah, walk around if you want. I don't care what you say. Okay. Hey, do you want to be like mom and dad? Do you want to end up like a goodie for the rest of your life? Huh? Look, a couple of years ago, mo mom and dad got on the game. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Look, a couple of years ago. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Don't worry about it. Right. Look, a couple of years ago, mom and dad. time. Take your time. You're running off the mouth. Okay. Tell them a story. Just deep it there. Just okay. do it. I'm not inside listening. Look at a couple of years ago. All right. Hey, do you want to play? Last time, ready? Here we go. Hey, do you want to end up like mom and dad? Do you want to be a goodie for the rest of your life? It's it's, uh, it's a little hard. A lot to better watch. than I would have been. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> but I but I mean I don't know. It's just brutal. I feel like when the like the he he actually kind of nails the line first, and then the fucking. Yeah. Walkie-talkie goes off. And and it start starts squawking over. and it breaks. And also, yeah. as a kid who had to go to speech therapy to learn to speak slower, hard relatable with these, like, kind of rushing through everything. Like, and, and, and honestly, I was more blonde. I was more, like, more toe-headed. But, like, it was brought up to me last night that him and I could have been, like, brothers <laughs> around <laughs> this time, too. Like, down to the hairstyle. But I was more just more blonde. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's tough. I mean... Being a child actor has got to be like insane. Yeah, because you're not just letting yourself down; you're letting your your parents down that are gonna, you know, that are trying to get out of the goondocks. And uh... <laughs> yeah, because you know, P Patty Duke was really hurting in the '80s. 
for the goondocks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just think that that's like, I don't know, legendarily brutal. And it's, it's interesting that eventually at one point somebody put the, uh, the video of it on YouTube and was like, yeah, thanks. Know. Thanks a pants load, dude. He's, uh, <laughs> he's, he's referenced it. He's referenced it in interviews being like that video is out there somewhere. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, good yeah. for him for having, you know, the, the self-awareness to be like, well, that was a moment in time, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, he did fine. It turns out he did okay, right? So it, it's it's all right. This was a good early uh, a good early test of his walking feet that he was going to use for three Lord of the Rings movies. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, he, he went up to Rudy. You know, much bigger and better things. <laughs> Rudy's is legit awesome. Like... Yeah, Ru- I, I will book no tomfoolery about Rudy. Okay, thank you. That's that's an all timer. Uh, really, John Aston's still alive? I did not yes. know that. Yeah, wow. yes, wow, yeah, he's been yeah. retired for a while, but yeah, damn, yeah, Good for him. It's just sad that Patty Duke died. Yeah, that I knew. That I knew. Yeah, yeah, because I know her from, from the Miracle Worker. Um, oh, yeah. she, did, she did the play and the movie adaptation. With Anne Bancroft, that's why she. That's why Anne Bancroft won the Oscar. And I think Patty Duke also. She tried to get out of um, her little. She, she was a child star too, so I think she was trying to get out of it by doing like you know singing and then did the Valley of the Dolls. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think John Aston biologically isn't Sean's father, but no, no, he's not. He he is his father. He raised him. Yes, he's, you know, on the paper and in every way. So like, it's just amazing that. You know, John Aston's still alive and uh, seeing, you know, his son have a career. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I'm, this is uh, the beginning for a lot of careers. Mm-hmm. Really? You know, most of the cast. Of yeah, like almost <laughs> all the cast is like gone on. I to, mean, like, Martha Plimpton, she had to live up to, you know, the Carradine um, name as well. Because I think, isn't Keith Carradine? I think Keith Carradine's her father. I think you're right. I think, yeah. I mean, there's way too many. I can't keep count, but like, it's all these yeah, characters. Like you can keep count. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're it, like also, I, they're I found just like really Humphreys, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I found it. I found it really interesting that uh, Spielberg kind of used the same kids over and over again, and like this whole group of um, like writers and directors. You know what I mean? Rat like, Pack Junior. For uh, I mean, essentially for like for Gremlins, obviously, you know, they use Corey Feldman for that, and then mm-hmm. they use Spielberg for that because he has that little yeah. cameo where he goes on that giant bike. But um, yeah, like it kind of, and then uh, you know, short round, using using him for both movies, um, mm-hmm. which uh, it's it's cool to cover this, you know, right after he gets right his, uh, right before he gets like right after he gets an Oscar <laughs> nomination, yeah, for like his like big comeback. It's uh Dana's a great character too. And, and it's sort of like and but it reminded me of the classic 80s trope of like, you know, the inventor who's like, oh no, it's always kind of going wrong at the same time, but he's got a heart of gold, you know. Yeah. Like that is such a specifically 80s thing. Yes. Which is which which I'm glad we've moved past that and like people that are you know, smart can like disinvent stuff and like be a thing. But it works for Dana's character. I mean, he's got you know, the, the, yeah, like things like the the oil slick sneakers, like actually come in handy, right? Like he, yes. he, he actually provides a lot of value to the team. Um, and and it's a very unique character. 
that light for five seconds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. His, uh... The amazing light where it's like the batteries die almost immediately, which is like, oh, yeah, well, that actually does track if you think about it. But And, and uh, the, uh, the teeth that he can launch? Yeah. Exactly. Well, he, sa- he saves his own life with the, uh, what do you call it, the um, flyers of peril or something he calls them. Right, uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, then like, they, they clamp onto, uh, you know, Joey Pants uh, at the yeah. end of the movie there. Who's already balding? I love that. Like, so yeah, like, he was, like, he was like, like ten. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot that you know Joe Pantoliano and and uh, Lupe Antiveros would um were in this movie because I know yeah. her Lupe from playing uh, Yolanda Sandoval who murdered Selena. So I I feel bad because I'm like oh no in, in like ten years people are gonna hate you because they think you murdered Selena in in real life because <laughs> she killed him in that role. But like. I felt like with with Lupe, she was probably known for playing a lot of like housekeeper type roles due to her race. As Which a, is you know, this woman. is yeah, one of the most problematic things is, is here, for here is this sort of like the, dealing with that. Which is played for like hilarity because like Corey's whole thing of like telling like no no the drugs go here like keep yeah. the bennies away you need, from you need to separate the cocaine. <laughs> you know, Mister Mister Walsh's uh, sexual torture devices. Yeah yeah. Uh, <laughs> And it's played for a laugh, but it's definitely like of its time. It's probably the best possible. Yeah. Way to put it. Uh, and the other thing that's of its time, I think, is the fact that she gives the family that she's just known for like a day, like those gem- those jewels at the end. Could probably- hey, check it! Out. I found these gems. Let me give these to you, my employer of twenty yeah. maybe hours. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that you guys fucked with me and told me that you know there's sexual torture yeah. devices and drugs in the house. Let me just this mouthy ass kid was telling me all like the worst stuff possible. Yeah, yeah. I, I do like that she kind of gets her revenge though on um like there's a pecking order to it. I think and she gets her revenge on Brand when he's tied up and she just walks by yeah. pretends to like she doesn't understand what he's saying. Just, yeah, like, yeah. Like <laughs> now, now the one thing that always bugs me though is when they introduce her in, in the house, they just went grocery shopping. Aren't they like moving out that you know the, the next day? Well, they have chunk over. You know, he's oh. he's over, and uh, you know he's gonna eat all their all their groceries. They're just dealing with the fact that he's gonna eat all the food that's in the yeah. house. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's like uh, hey, it's he's flat. fat. He's fat. He likes food. Get it? Get it? He's <laughs> yeah. real subtle. He likes food. Yeah. This kid. <laughs> this kid, this this big, this big this kid. kid. This kid, he likes the food. He's big. <laughs> well, I don't. He's on the he's on the hill, and he's talking about the baby Ruth. And he's like, if I don't, yeah. you know, if I don't have a snack right now, my blood sugar is gonna go. So I just yeah. assume he's always like that. So like, when that kid comes over, you have to be like, look, we have to go grocery shopping twice. Yeah, uh, he'll never okay. shut up about it. Yeah, like, <laughs> he'll start breaking everything. Yeah. He gets like, hungrier as he gets hungrier. Like I like how he like Sean Aston's character gives him the painting, knowing that he will it will slip and fall and break it just to basically watch it. It counts it. down too. I'm, like, yeah, it has like has it down. It's like that's how consistent that, that this kid is. Yeah, just to get the map out. I'm like you could have just you know I don't know. Yeah, you could have just done it yourself, whatever. but. You know, sure. All everybody on the team has to feel useful at all times. You know? Exactly, ex- ex- exploit your friends slash their secret strength. I Data guess? holds the light. He <laughs> breaks the thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it, yeah. everybody at all times has to feel like they have something to contribute, and that's what's good about the Goonies. You know what I mean? They might yeah. be, uh, you know, they they might kind of be outcasts. They might kind of be uh, lonely on their own, but together. Even if their thing is breaking things at all times, they all feel useful as part of the team. 
I mean, Mouth just kind of does his thing all the time, and to the annoyance of literally everybody. Yeah, there's there's him. two there's two friends in that group that are perpetually doing a bit, which yeah. I don't think works in a real group of friends. Like if if both <laughs> it's if, like this if, show. if yeah. two of the main people like have a thing and have to be on all the time, yeah, like, <laughs> it's exhausting. Sounds exhausting. Oh. You know, like how, you know, uh, Corey Haim originally auditioned for, you know, uh, the Goonies. Well, Heather Langenkamp. Really? A fr- of uh, a Nightmare on Elm Street? Uh, yes. Yeah, she originally for uh, for the role of Andy. They, she gave a phenomenal audition. However, she was too old. Well, she oh, was wow. 20 years old at the time. So her age was a factor. And I'm like, oh, come on. Imagine. I mean, she would start. When did. Didn't dream I was say, as an actress, I guess she got used to it early. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> that's oh, terrible. Man, that would have been, been like a different. That would have been something fun for her to do outside of Elm Street, but you know, she embraced it. Also, the pirate ship took a while to build, and they didn't want yeah. the boys to see it initially. So their reaction when they first saw it, like on, like when they were filming it, was their actual authentic reaction to seeing except, it. Except, uh, except Josh Brolin, who snuck a peek of it. Yeah, (laughs) and they want and they they built it also for the purpose of like oh if other film productions want to use this pirate ship for something go ahead but it was never used so and nobody used it it was like nah we're good pirates are out yo (laughs) like imagine that being used for like uh like nobody wanted it isn't that crazy like this incredible set wanted that yeah it's like geez i'll live in it (laughs) so um another thing is they have a bunch of scenes i've lived in worse I kind of found this fascinating, and I have a clip for this of this. Um, see my first people, apartment. Um, anyway, go ahead. Explaining <laughs> it. So there's there's this uh, like these scenes that got cut out, where um when they when they knock the thing out with the reverse pressure, I guess a bunch uh, of animals get loose, which is kind of really funny after doing uh Jumanji last time. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is they're explaining that number one there was a fight scene with some octopus. Yes. And number two, which gets referenced uh, in the movie. Yeah. I think of the boys every time I hear an octopus. Dude threw his pizza up against the window after seeing the carches. He really did. And I'm like, was that necessary? We get it. He likes food. All right, it's fine. So this is this is some uh, filmmaker that just happened to live in the area that like kept visiting the set, explaining the scenes. Who are you? Just some guy. Yeah. The kids at the time that they're banging the pipes underneath underground. One of the thing. One of the things that happens with them doing that is they accidentally free a bunch of zoo animals. There were gorilla scenes. Steven shot them. Steven loved the gorillas. And I said, you know, if you love them that bad, you shoot it. There was these two gorillas named Bonzo and Bertha who escape, and they steal Steve Anton's character's red convertible and just go tooling around town, raising hell with it. I saw them in the ape suits, and I, I asked somebody what was up with the apes, ape suits, and they didn't give me the details, but they did tell me that they were the same ape suits that had been designed by Rick Baker for the movie Greystoke, the Tarzan movie that had come out a few years earlier. And Steven shot that whole thing, and no, we can't find it anywhere. We asked Michael Kahn and all those people over there in at Warner Brothers, and they couldn't find the footage. We searched, I mean, his collection, our collection, the Warren Brothers collection. Nobody knows where that is. Um, I don't think the gorilla suits really worked as well as we would have liked. Very disappointing because I had a lot of stuff. My character had a lot of stuff with them. And there was a pretty big deal with the squid or the octopus that pretty much all went away, except for that one reference to it in the original film. It looks so fake. 
I remember, I forget who the kid was, but I saw footage because Donner, Donner used to invite everybody into dailies. So we all went to see the Squinjil fight. And, uh, uh, and, and it was like, I forget who the kid was, but, but I guess he was told to put the octopus you know, thing around his neck to look like he was being strangled. And it was just like this limp thing. It was hysterical. You got to put that in there. You got to, because it really is bad. Octopus technology, again, it's not, it hasn't even come forward. There's just not enough interest in the market of octopus technology. It's, I think it's in the DVD. But if you look at it really careful, it really wasn't a very well done piece of mechanics. And I felt it didn't look real enough for the film. Also, not realistic enough for the film, the original ending that was shot in Astoria. But the ending they shot here was uh, essentially the same thing that you saw in the Bodega Bay location, with the exception that the housekeeper, the Spanish housekeeper, finds the rubies as she's going through Mikey's jacket in the laundry room of the house. That was the first ending. That was the first ending. That's how I found the bag of the jewels. I'm taking his stuff out from his little pants and jacket and all that. And that's when I find it. And that's when I run out. See? And it was uh, part of the first ending. The reason, I think this is my own guess as to why they decided to reshoot it, but in the script that I saw, the ship at the end, the pirate ship, was buried under all the rubble. And I'm guessing at some point along the line in the production, they decided to instead have it sail off into the sunset. But they had already shot the ending here without the pirate ship. Then they later called me and they said, we're going to reshoot the ending. They said something happened, whatever, whatever. And so we're now being taken to um, Bodega Bay. You, you cut a scene that may have taken a week or three days or two days or even an hour, but it's a passionate moment. It's on the floor and nobody's ever going to see it. It breaks your heart. But nowadays, with the DVDs, you can get them all back in. The Goonies came to play a big role in defining a decade, but the movie's popularity could not be confined by it. It's an 80s picture, of course, but there are elements of just kids interacting that are eternal, you know? And I think Dick really tapped into that. And that, to me, that's kind of the magic of the picture, I think. I'm just glad Octopus Tech has finally advanced on to a more modern age, really. Because mm. by the way, that guy at the end of it is what uh, is what Chunk looks like now. Yes, he's mm. he's yeah, he's not a he's not a big dude anymore. Now he's kind of he's the one that's uh that's an entertainment lawyer now, right? That uh, that yeah, represents yeah. Uh, Key. Yeah. Oh, uh, you crazy? know, I, I, another interesting casting fact: uh, uh, Joe Pantoliano and uh, Robert Davy, they <laughs> did not yes. get along at all. Oh yeah. And you can see it all, it showed on screen too. Like like I noticed oh, yeah, that well because yeah. like I watched this movie a lot when I was younger, but I, you know, like I rewatched it recently, obviously, for the show, and I was like, Ooh, I'm like, I don't think these guys actually really you can you can tell when actors despise each other behind yeah. the scenes because they show it on screen. Um and it's, also, it's funny they make they make like a hairpiece joke too when it's like, yeah. oh no, like it gets way worse for him. Yeah, like, like, like well, but I mean, he's but he's in so many great stuff. Obviously, you know, Sopranos. There's a hairpiece joke there as well. Love I mean, there isn't one of Memento, but 
but like uh you know yeah i took the uh i took the clip when he's like when he's like i don't wear a hairpiece right before the hairpiece comes off and i took that and then i had uh the chris multisadi thing where he pulls off ralphie's wig he's like ah he's like did you know he's like you're so high on skag you couldn't see if your mother's muff was on there (laughs) but it does make for good chemistry believe it or not people yeah you believe you believe that they do not like each other at all it makes for like it's not the best i mean i always think of of whatever happened to betty uh baby jane between betty davis and jerome carl they despised each other they did they tortured each other even in like filming certain scenes but they were legends they're great actresses of course they would have phenomenal chemistry like i i just wish some like it's like a lot of actors today like i'm reminded of the the tours with angelina jolie and johnny depp that oh, film yeah. could have been something, but they're they were great oh, actors, horrible. but they have terrible chemistry. It, it yes. it's <laughs> mind-bogglingly horrible. But then also think yeah. of something like Heat on that same point you made earlier, which I just yeah. rewatched. Thank you very much. I wish you cover something. Yeah, Pacino and De Niro do not like each other. Did not care for each other at all. But they they managed to act the hell out of it every time that they were around, and they used it, you know, for the roles. But like, do not actually like each other. Apparently especially around that time but, but they but, well, I mean, but they end and, up and having respect for each other right it's well kind of, and it's kind of it works. in the godfather too right they're on like there's what? two different like, there's two different narrative arcs in that movie they do not interact whatsoever with each at other all. one not even <laughs> one time that's what made that movie well again it's hard to imagine at the time because now it's it, it doesn't seem as big of a deal but that movie was a huge deal it's like holy crap they're in a movie together because yes. like yeah they were yeah, in a movie yeah. together but they weren't in a movie together I remember even like like PCU actually made made like a, a thing of like uh, this guy's like watching all the um, uh, the De Niro Pacino films and, and gets to eat <laughs> and he's like, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was it was it was a very big deal at the time. But, but anyway, that, that goes yes. to what you're saying, Christina. I'm sorry, Thanos. My bad. Uh, of, <laughs> of the of that like you know these brothers, right? Like they're not, they're not supposed to get along. Well, guess what? They freaking didn't. As, no. as they, they picked them. Exactly. They picked them for that reason, knowing full well that they didn't get along. Because they had yeah. pairs of brothers. They had like multiple pairs of brothers. Yeah. Audition together. They had these two guys that ended up hating each other, and they're like, "Oh no, those are the brothers." So, uh, yeah. So yeah. there's a there's a whole enemy. documentary that you can find on YouTube, and I've pulled clips from it. But it's not, it's just called like the making of the Goonies. It's like the, the untold autobiography or something. Um, and it's kind I of I thought that that's in some oh. of the physical media uh releases, like the Blu-ray. Not mine. Mine is you put you put it in and the film displays. Like, really? There's no extras? <laughs> like, come on, couldn't kind of come on, you got enough space in the disc. What the hell? Yeah. No, this, and, and I just want to say I much. love I, I love Robert Davy and anything that he ever does, it seems. It's very good. Uh I'm looking forward to seeing him as uh, Joe Biden. Very, very good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Corn pop, let's go. <laughs> Joe Pantoliano. There was a guy named Robert Davi who I uh, was paired off with. And Davi and I had a very caustic relationship back in the day. We didn't like each other very much. I certainly didn't like him. I can only I can only imagine that he didn't like me. And what happened was is that he tried to sabotage me in the audition. I had my hairpiece on and he said, you know, Joey wears a wig. And uh, and I and I you know, off of that, I, I, I pulled it off and, and moved it forward. I said, yeah, so if you want me to be younger, I mean, I could be younger, I could be older. And uh, I guess Dick and Steven liked that relationship. So we got the job. 
Davi and I got the job. And, and I think, you know, what you see in the Goonies is really the evolution of our relationship at that time. It, it's pretty close to what he said, not exactly what he said, but I did make reference to that he was wearing the hairpiece because I had much more hair than him. And uh, I, 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 I like to tease him about that. And that was where the animosity came from. But our relationship was uh, uh, a lot of fun. He stole his license plate off his car. He nailed my dressing room door shut and we, I couldn't get out. I was locked in my dressing room. I absolutely nailed his dressing room door shut. Both Steven and Dick would, would go like, oh, that's great. We got to put that in the movie. We'll put that in the movie. So they basically put our hatred in the movie and it became this sibling rivalry that happened was totally not scripted. Another unscripted moment came when someone pulled Cohen's hair to provoke a particular on-screen reaction. Chunk was very good. He was, he was fun. I remember Joey told you about what he did. He pinched the hair on the back of his neck. No, man, that was Davi. I, it was Davi. Get your story you know straight. What? He's a liar. He's a liar and a child's hair puller. That's what he is, that bastard. Jeff will tell you a whole bunch of stuff that... Uh, uh, now, I swear to God, it was Davi because he was right next to me. I think in the movie, he's the one who's right next to me. I think you have to go, go to the tape. Yeah, go to the tape, guys. See what's up. I think Dobby's full of shit. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Which one of those guys is in one of those guys in the Sopranos, and one was a Maniac Cop too. So how'd it work out? All right. <laughs> and the Bomba. Joey Pants absolutely fucking kills it in the Sopranos. Ralphie is He's the most really annoying and sociopathic character I think in the entire run of that show, besides maybe Richie Aprile, and he absolutely nails it. And I fucking hate him. But I also love that character. And you are <laughs> can't have Memento in the way that we know it without his character as well, which is another thing. Yeah. And the Matrix. Yep. Yep. People like that movie too. Uh, and he, also, were... he also interviewed um uh he he interviewed somebody that we watched when we were talking about uh One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. Remember we had that interview that we started that. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Christina? Uh, it's, it's just like my first film I remember Joey Pants was in was La Bamba because that had a that's like probably one of my favorite like movies of all time. Ralphie La Bamba is actually in, underrated in the uh, biopic in the, genre. In the, yeah, in that era of biopic, of which there weren't that many, right? But yeah. like it is actually pretty pretty good. You, yeah, you can do Joey Pants. I remember the scene where they're on the plane. He's like, you know, Bob, I've always believed I was gonna die in a plane crash. He's like Richie holding like his little like vodka tonic. That's a hell of a thing to say while we're still in the air. <laughs> uh, but also too joey you know he's very underrated but he's more like almost like a like would we put him in a category as like a character actor character actor yes yeah exactly but yeah. He, he's he's almost a quintessential character actor i mean like, yeah, like he's like the, this is about as good as it got for him like looks wise and he ain't that great shakes you know what i mean like, it's like, <laughs> like respect but uh <laughs> i just love how they all couldn't really exactly get their story straight they're like no it wasn't me it was him yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's, well, I mean, this is in two thousand something, and the movie was, you know, filmed in the eighties. I don't think that many people really remember the eighties that were uh, adults in the eighties because there was a lot of, you know, that uh, that yayo going around that you have to like. There's no way Robert Davi wasn't, you know, blowing those lines. <laughs> 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 was uh, it was going scheme, as they say. Oh, this is this this is good from the comments. How do we feel about the accidental kiss? So that would be um, when uh, who I, I guess it would have been uh, Heather Lagenkamp in, in the role yes. <laughs> originally, but uh, Andy Kerr Green. Um, that was her film debut too. 
film debut. Kisses shot Aston, and, and it, it's played for laughs instead of Josh Brolin, like in, in yeah. the cave. Kind of a yeah. small scene, but what an '80s thing to be like! Ha ha! It's hilarious. Oh, is yeah, it? but now it's like, oh, <laughs> ah, you kissed the child. And then yeah. I love, I love that she's like, oh, I didn't know he had braces. And then she's like, and I think he was standing in a hole. Yeah, yeah, know, exactly. Like... <laughs> put it together. Yeah, exactly. Like a, any human being would. Yeah, I mean, um, it's not a, uh, it's not ideal. That's what I'll say. It's not ideal. I don't think that's aged super well. I think it's one of the things that's not aged super well in this, but it's not yeah. like it's not Revenge of the Nerds that hasn't aged well. Let's put it that way. All right. It, it, you know what's interesting? It really shows how my uh, my parents had a friend that was in that. He's, he's oh, yeah? unfortunately deceased now. Uh, Any casual rape ago. from that guy or no? <laughs> no, he was a, he was a very he was a very very nice guy, but he was he was uh he was one of the he was just one of the nerds that was in the background of it, and yeah. he loved not doing it, a date you know. rape then. Okay, no, Good. but uh, R, I mean R.I.P. But he he loved he loved to talk about it and be like, I was in the background of one of the seeds in Revenge of the Nerds, and then we tried to find him, and I think we eventually did, but he was that you know he was enough in the background. Anon- anonymous nerd number seven. Yeah, something. You know, like that. <laughs> it goes to show how all these child stars like knew each other and like auditioned for a lot of movies. Some didn't get parts. Some yeah. got other parts of other films. Like Carrie Green, I know her from Lucas, which Corey Haim starred in. Lucas, wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 She. I think she played the object of Lucas's affection. I think. I. Winona Ryder was in it. Charlie Sheen. I've was seen in it. it. I know. I've seen it. And I think Corey <laughs> Feldman. I think, I, think I, I was. I think in fourth grade they showed it to my class. It's oh god, it's hard to watch knowing that what Charlie Sheen put Corey, Corey Haim through in the production. Measure of great acting. The measure of great life. acting in my book is how much you can get me to physically react to what's going on on screen. I um, I can't how many shoes I threw at the TV when Ralphie would open his mouth. Fucking uh, GW. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he, as far as being an annoying guy goes, he's the best. He's the best at being annoying. He uh he was so coked out throughout that show though like I love his uh his weird fucking Spartacus obsession or whatever or yeah. gladiator obsession my bad like it's gladiator obsession when he has the chain and he's like walking yeah. towards the guy he's like yeah, so, so it's like that's a specific kind of guy a specific kind of guy that you go oh if that guy's gonna be there I am absolutely not going yeah I'm heading the other way I'm going out the exit <laughs> when he's coming to the entrance for sure oh uh, wow I missed you again that's that's crazy yeah, that's crazy I thought we were in the same place but we uh, to work. go to a dentist appointment <laughs> uh it is bizarre to me how deftly Donner and Spielberg and you know uh, uncredited or not managed to pull off like what is sort of this almost horror scenario of being at the Fratelli's place of business and like this like creepy like people under the stairs vibes and then suddenly oh and yeah yeah now we're just adventuring and we gotta like play this organ in the right notes so like the rocks go and like or, or you die which is yeah yeah, yeah 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 well the rocks go and it, yeah well the implication if you if you screw up the notes that you and so then it's put on um it's actually one of the more interesting things that um uh, 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 that uh, Carrie Green gets to do in here is like, oh yeah, your musical skill that you have not spent any time whatsoever pursuing, everybody's life completely depends on it. I love, no I love when she's like, uh, B flat, and he's like, yeah, and if you screw up, we're all gonna be flat. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a great smart ass kid vibe, yeah, for sure. Uh, but but that it's it's interesting that. And we talked about this a little bit with Raiders, just how how pervasive Raiders was uh, to to the genre. The fact that you almost can't 
think of like a modern adventure movie that isn't in some way either poisoned or influenced by Raiders. You look at any of those, uh, you know, romancing the, romancing the stone, not romancing the bone, which is the porn version. Uh, <laughs> and uh, any of these like Fakakta movies, like laden with CGI that they're all right around doing stuff. It's all like, you know, pick and save Raiders of the Lost Ark. Right. So what I like about it is that this is like, yeah, but what if it was kids on a rainy day that got in a little bit too deep? That works, and, and and I like that he came up with the idea on the set of the color purple. Like I don't, <laughs> did he really? Yeah, that's, that's that's incredible, and I love that. Yeah. So he's so he's like watching the color purple, like watching you know like slavery unfold before him, and he's like, well, yo, what if like these white kids went on an adventure? Well, one of them's Asian, but like, what if they went on this adventure? <laughs> I mean, they, they just saved their house. The guy's got a multi-track mind. That's all, that's all I can say. Well, uh, but, you know, but, you know, but it maybe works. That was just how he kept his san- sanity. You know, like 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 whenever you're doing something as intense as uh, the color purple, it kind of makes he's sense. Like white, he's like he's like yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like white kids, white kids, he's white like, kids, white kids. Come on, come on. <laughs> no, no, but you know he's just yeah, thinking of something like completely different. The 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 brat pack. Okay, pretty people with problems. Mm-hmm. So not slavery so, problems. Less pro- <laughs> their problems are less intense than that. <laughs> all right so this movie i feel like if you've never seen it first of all i'll be amazed because i feel like everyone's at least partially seen this movie at some point in their life even incidentally right yeah but it's but if you tune into the beginning or like you know more like the middle or towards the end you'd be forgiven for thinking it's a totally different kind of movie yet it manages to thread together in such a way that you get a narrative arc for each of these kids and what they're up to and their situation like and you forget a little bit it's like oh yeah we got to do the bake sale to like save the save the farm you know, like aspect of it. Like, oh yeah, they were trying to get that treasure to like literally like keep living in uh, Astoria, Oregon. By the way, not a high uh, cost of living in Astoria, Oregon. Very beautiful. Not still pretty cheap. Like a story in New York. Yeah, it's, 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 this is this is yeah, a very they, different story. I'm anyway. It's less that it costs a lot of money and more that like you yeah, know, they're they're, they're, they're working million. poor family. Yeah, uh, look, I get thanks, it. Reagan. Well, the dad works at a museum, so I don't. I mean. Uh, let's not let's not look too much into the details, I guess. Uh, but but what what's fascinating about? I also, let him keep the stuff from the museum in his attic, which I don't think that's how I don't think that's how most uh, yeah. museums work. I mean, look, we've had a couple news stories lately about people keeping things they shouldn't oughta. <laughs> right? <laughs> Maybe he's like he's in the at, they're in the attic. They're like Biden's classified documents. Oh, why are these here? Trump? Who else? <laughs> Not yeah, that's what Robert Davy was finding in the uh, in the attic. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, he was real busy. Uh, the, but the um, like, as I said, it's a sleepy town. Like even now, it's like maybe population ten thousand, maybe. Like, a, a, but they have like the old county. It's either the courthouse or the jail. They made into like a museum to film, and like they'll do these like Goonies events there, and people come from like all over. It's a big tourist thing to like come see. And also, the actual Goonies house still there. Someone lives in it, and they don't want you to come to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah three that's weeks I read ago, up on they I was like, put a thing that said, um, yeah, "All right, do- so this is this is the this is the clip <laughs> where they talk about finding the house." I, I it's found a great a house, clips, by the way. Found, it's perfect for this. <laughs> I found a lot of clips for this episode. <laughs> so I see, and that anything was possible. Critical to the authenticity of the characters was the authenticity of their surroundings. I saw a for sale sign that was a huge sign that was up on the porch. And I went up in the attic and I thought, I want this house. I just fell in love with it. The man who owned this house before, apparently his grandparents lived here at the time that the movie was made. And I understand that um, substantial amount of work was done on the house. 
structurally for Warner Brothers to actually be able to film here. He said the house would actually move back and forth, so I think they shored up some things. All the stuff that was done at the Goonies house itself took a lot of time. All the interiors, that, that was one of the very unusual things about this shoot, was that all the interiors, with the exception of the attic scene, were shot at the house itself. Normally you would build a set on the soundstage to make room for the camera, but uh, I think they liked the view out the windows and decided to just go for it there. When Chunk came through that gate on the other side, I mean, he'd been through that gate a million times. Oh, guys, not again, you know. Those kids felt like it was their home. I mean, it was real to them. And the Rube Goldberg that made the gate open and it, everything felt real and you could go from inside out, inside out. I love that. Also loved the ship. Built to scale, it attracted some unlikely attention. But the book on Harrison Ford just had come out. The filmography, you know, the films, you know how they do those film books of stars. So Stephen bought a bunch of these books and on the Water Brothers soundstage because he everybody was coming by to see the pirate ship. So Harrison Ford was coming by probably to talk business and to do this thing here. And he got copies of these books and gave everybody one. And we all were reading them as Harrison Ford came on the set. <laughs> and I remember the uh, the uh, repartee the two of them had, you know, asshole. I, it's incredible that we've gotten this far in the episode without talking about the needless Rube Goldbergian-ness of uh, the entry system at that house. Uh, which, as a fan of Rue Goldberg Machine, which is like the oh, you push the thing and like you know, like just for those the, the marble goes down and it goes in the bucket and you know, blah 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 blah, all that. Uh, I, I always I was one of your friends. Why wouldn't you? You did, know, did you see the one in uh, him, the city? Work with him to try to create an entry system to your house, uh, and all just to like open the gate, which is like it seems like that's a lot more effort than just to reach over. But anyway, now where'd the chicken come from? That's what I want to know. <laughs> the chickens very dependably will lay an egg when surprised. So. <laughs> I heard one eyed Willie has an OnlyFans. <laughs> I ain't touching that one. Well, he's got some rich stuff on there. Oh, no one else is either. Am I right? Hey! <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's quite enough of that. So, so, so Conan, uh, on a Saturday after yes. we split up, um, mm -hmm. uh, uh, me and my kid found a Rube Goldberg machine not far from where we were. And, okay. and I was like trying to tell them. Like uh, trying to figure out how to use the thing, and uh, yeah. uh, like it, it wasn't working. But but it was still kind of cool to actually see somebody had built a Rube Goldberg machine that was just like there on display in New York. Um, what was the mundane task it was meant to do? Turn on a light switch or something? I love I, I the more mundane the, the task and the more ornate the thing to get there. It's, it's I don't think it did anything. Fun. That that's what's even better. It was just you know moving balls around. Bows. That's what uh, that's what one-eyed Willie does. Anyway, I was only fans. Sam, we made it fifty-four minutes, folks. Uh, <laughs> a new record. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think that it's kind of it, it definitely hits the kind of almost mystical quality of this film, right? And yeah. I don't think that that works without the uh, the ship also sailing away at the end, which is kind of amazing that that wouldn't have been the ending originally right because i really like that it's that perfect. kind of like, like yeah it, it makes uh, it feel uh, almost transcendent like it makes you feel like you know you've transcended reality and you're in this almost fairy tale environment which you kind of have to be because the story itself is pretty depressing when it comes to like the kids you know they're going to lose their house to like a country yeah. club and they're not going to be together anymore and like so like to have it almost have like this fairy tale um 
you know quality to it this mystical kind of uh yeah like, like when he's like no no don't touch that one that's that's willie's right you know it's like oh okay that's you know makes sense you know within the logic of it, it, it like it does make sense but it's also like yeah if the, if the ship hadn't sailed away be like go back go get a shovel go start digging <laughs> like you see how much freaking money was in there <laughs> rent a steam shovel i'm for the love of fuck and then the uh, and then the the magical uh, rent a steam shovel for the love of fuck. <laughs> but then the ma- the uh, the magical housekeeper, you know, finds the yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, good for her. It's it's a uh, she's very loyal to her employers slash friends. You know that maybe she's looking for steady work. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, like, yeah, we'll see. Trial basis. What? <laughs> Well, thank you. Your services are no longer required. I, I saved your house. Yeah, I literally gave you like several $100,000 gems. I Christina, didn't would do you that. do it? Would you uh, Would you give the jewels to the, to the family that oh, yeah. know, hired you for 24 hours? Mm, I keep and sell. Sorry. Okay. I, I got a question, though. Would, would uh, marrying uh, young Josh Brolin, would that be, uh, uh, you know, to get a green card? <laughs> you're plotting your own movie now like what is it's cute but like it's yeah, we're gonna workshop this i mean his stepmom's barbara streisand i mean i, I definitely would marry josh Brolin regardless <laughs> just to meet barbara well, barbara like... streisand was the clincher that was the one you're like ah, i was on the fence before but uh you got babs yeah. in the picture i'm getting like I, like, I feel like there's easier uh that is a streisand to... effect yeah I feel like there's easier ways to meet Barbara Streisand than yeah. to meet Josh Brolin, marry him, and then go to a family holiday. And I just I mean, feel like have you seen the price of her concert tickets? Oh my god! <laughs> That's just my good. Value, all really. over like a thousand now, and I'm like, what the hell's going on here? Ticketmaster, right, you know what? That fine. I, I get it. I get it. I you know. If that's if that's the easiest way to to, to meet Barbara Streisand these days and get free concert tickets, I, I approve. Mm-hmm. It's like the Rube Goldberg machine. All right, you pull the, wheel, call like, back. the the first wheelie here, or whatever, is like meeting yeah. Josh Brolin. And then the oh, next yeah. one is like you have to like you know date him and marry him, and then the next one is <laughs> yeah. And then you finally the, get the door. The hen gets surprised. It. Okay, sure. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the, 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 there you go. Barbara Streisand is right there. Bob. What Jones. happens if the hen is doing something else at the moment? Like, does the gate just not open? <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, laughs> like, like, we have to wait for the hen to get into place. It's hats off to Larry. Really, hats <laughs> off to Larry. <laughs> he broke her heart. Sorry. Uh, okay, so the Fratelli's like business. I guess is what it is slash hideout slash. Okay. Like he's a coffee importer. Yeah. 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 They're, they're uh, <laughs> Airbnb five stars, you know, make sure to uh, leave the cleaning deposit. Um, yeah. Like seems like that crew might be a little sus. I don't know. Right. I mean, if, if, if you're like, Oh yeah, it seems on the up and up. Like it's a small town. A story is less than 10,000 people flat out. Right, so like, how how this? Like, yep, that seems they're just getting on with their business over there. Whatever that and, is. And oh, it's crime. Oh yeah, and when there was a breakout at the jail with like a, a, a yeah, a everybody knows that the Fratellis are on the run. Where too, do you right? think they went? Maybe they went to the land that they own. I don't know. <laughs> did they went check there? Oh, I thought you did. 
Well, no, that's look. It's winter. That's a summer restaurant. There's no. no way they would there. never be there. No, they're gonna go. They're gonna, they're gonna go down the coast for that. Well, it seems yeah, like they also think that you know that restaurant is operational in the summer, which clearly is not. Yeah. Oh yeah. It looks it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With the way the water's coming out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. People just keep, oh, you know, people just look keep at all this ambiance. Uh, people keep on showing up there with trucks. We just assumed that they were loading stuff from the trucks into that. Yeah, yeah. Restaurant. It's, 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 it's that so chunk many, kid. That chunk kid eats there every day. So he eats them out of uh, the entire so many, uh, uh, restaurants in this town. That one at two stars on Yelp. Do you really think we're going to go there and like, you know, what? like what if it really is a restaurant and then they're not doing so well and they expect you to order food? It's not the Fratelli's. It's just like some nice couple that moved in there. They expect you to order food and you have to eat at a two star Yelp restaurant. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not I'm not into it. I'm not. I'm do you not. think? Do you think? Speaking of Yelp, do you think Chunk would just rate everywhere for five stars? Because it doesn't seem to be very discriminate on like what he eats at all. He seems to like just food in general. So I feel like he'd be like a five star for everything, kind of like. Uh, yeah, it seems like that kind of kid. Yeah, doesn't like any of his hair pulled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One night, Willie's only fans. If you're looking for that kind of content. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, but yeah, kind of a weird open to the movie, by the way, of, of like, oh, you, you know, this this guy's committing suicide. Oh, crazy. And then like, uh, you know, OK, what? Well, this is funny. a kid's film. Yeah. Like, is this a movie for children? Like, what's happening right now? I mean, Jeffrey like Fertelli didn't kill himself. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he had a list know, of Astoria's. Uh, oh, he, had, yeah. he, had, he had the list of Astoria's finest uh, residents and, uh, yeah. you know, and, and all of their um, got his address book. All of their child hair pulling. <laughs> I feel. I feel like. What was the rating of this movie? I think it's PG. PG it should be PG thirteen. PG thirteen officially became a rating in not in eighty four, didn't it? Was it eighty four? Yeah, because Karate Kid, I think, was the first PG thirteen film. Older guys should have been rated R. It's rated PG. Wow. Well, you know. Well, also, dude, they they, right. they part. Um, you know what's funny about the cuss words? Common sense media. Uh, community reviews one star i can't believe this is rated pg we were looking for, forward to watching this with our eight-year-old 10-year-old and 12-year-old now i remember why i couldn't remember anything for this movie from when i watched as a kid my parents probably didn't let me watch the whole thing and didn't let the kids watch the whole thing either this title has too much violence too much sex too much swearing five people found this helpful whoa, whoa. too much what? sex what? <laughs> what movie were they watching I don't oh, know. No, I think there might be OnlyFans. Yeah, I was gonna say it's the yeah. OnlyFans. Yeah, right. Also, the next one, the, the next one underneath it says "Ages Eight Up." Unforgettable fun. Sure, there's some stuff that's inappropriate for kids by today's standards, but it's a classic. And this is this title has a great messages. <laughs> what's, what's the great message? Friends are cool. I guess. Yeah. Yes. Family is everything. You can, you can uh, familia es todo. Speaking of the swearing, they purposely want, put... what? What is what movie did that first person see? That's what I want to know. Like, it, like did they like see like *Romancing the Stone*? Like, what, Wait, what is... to the end. We should have turned it off at the sexual torture devices part. But we thought it'd get better. Yeah, yeah. They, they saw that the, uh, the 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 statue was uh, you know erect, and and uh... I I'm absolutely mystified as to what that person actually saw. Christina, sorry to talk over you, but... Oh, no, it's cool. Uh, I don't mind. Uh, speaking of the uh, cuss words, they purposely put the cuss words in in place where people can, like, edit them out for, like, TV yeah. airings and whatnot. I was like, smart, Spielberg. Yep. Interesting. Or Donner. For a PG movie with, like, 19 different variations of shit. 
I mean, let's not forget that like Richard Donner is uh, is coming off of uh, I mean, his way for a lethal weapon, of course. But like he's got it's coming up Superman. The original Superman yeah. is a great movie. Absolutely. And like and he, and was let's just say pretty big. That was a big film. And Spielberg like is Spielberg, of course. Jack so, like, Snyder could uh, Zack Snyder could never. Yeah, Zack Zack, whatever his name is. He couldn't do it. Yeah, <laughs> this guy. <laughs> We're going to set him loose. Joe, Joe Pants is going to be set loose on him. Thank you. Christopher Reeves is like a good actor too. It's like it was good. It's a shame what happened with the horse and everything. Yeah, yeah. It's like it like went like what Omen, Superman, and um, this, and then was I think his Lethal Weapon. After he probably made some other ones in there, but like yeah, made a lot of those Lethal Weapon movies. Tell you that yeah. Much. yeah. Oh my god, my dad loves the Lethal Weapon. Like, Joe right Pesci, now? man. Oh, he's so good. <laughs> What's that, Andy? Isn't Richard Donner making another uh, Lethal Weapon right this second? I thought Richard Donner died. Didn't yeah, he die? Died. Oh, he died. So he's probably not. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> he died last year, I guess. Yo, while making the the Lethal Weapon five. Oh, wow. Okay. He should have gotten the uh, "It's Always Sunny" guys to make that. Oh my god. <laughs> Screwed. So. so Scrooge is another movie that Scrooge he made. Is, ah, Scrooge is classic. Yes. Richard yeah. Donner's made a bunch of great movies. I mean, it, it, Free Willy. What's him? What's up with him and oh, Willie's? Yeah. Look, I'm not going. <laughs> I'll get on a list if I go near that joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so you got the underground caverns. You got like the booby traps. You got like uh, these crooks, the skeletons. Like you got all this, right? You know what we haven't addressed? Sloth. Thank you, Andy. All right, I got a, uh, <laughs> I got the uh, the makeup test clip for this. Yes, um, I think Andy's got a little material with the for this guy too. So yeah, I, I am a huge fan of the actor uh, John Matusek who who plays uh, Sloth. So so it's it's uh, and he's uh -oh. at the at the time that we have to up our rating drinking. There's alcohol consumption along with the <laughs> sex. That apparently that person thought they saw <laughs> well the kid you know the kids just keep touching the fucking statue's penis yeah try to put it back on again oh <laughs> you know it's a statue <laughs> i'm just i'm flabbergasted by that but yeah um but yeah so at the time he was the biggest uh player in the N or in the nfl like i mean size wise apparently yeah um and, yeah. and he's actually a fantastic actor too like like uh he was kind of ubiquitous in the 80s uh doing uh tv shows and movies uh as the big guy um and, and lots of them and he's uh you know considering uh you know he had such a small window of uh acting he, he was uh one of the most memorable things in a movie with um ron perlman and uh uh angela uh Hugh angelica houston you know um like, like uh the, the only person talking about uh, ice pirates right yeah yeah it's not a good movie but but he's no, great. He, he's phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> I did like one crazy summer too, isn't that? Yeah. Uh, I mean, but you would never recognize him. No, no, he was like in Night Court and uh, 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 Webster and just like everything. Uh, I mean, he was everywhere in the eighties. The A Team, um, the uh, the Mr. T uh, series uh, TNT. Born in I feel like if you were a big guy, right, you could get a lot of work in the 80s. Like, I feel like that's the decade. Born in yeah. Oak Creek, Wisconsin, which is on the other side of Milwaukee from me. Apparently. Mm. And the thing is, is he was also just phenomenal at comedy. So, like, you know, there you go. All right. All right, P2 a legend. Yep. 
who was enormous. The guy was six, 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 seven, and five feet wide. The man was humongous. He was what, six, nine, weighed about 300 pounds. And he was always eating French fries and drinking milkshakes because the mask was about that far away from his own mouth. So he couldn't re eat. People running back like Charlie. Now they're putting their head on him. Oh my God, I forgot all this. Poor John. What an early death. What a sweet, gentle lion. You've heard the story about John when it took hours to put this makeup on. And when we did the sequence in the water, when they first see the ship, and I said to the kids, whatever you do, don't get John's makeup wet, because if you do, it's going to get ruined. And they said, oh, don't worry, we won't. They jumped in the water and ran right out. John, Here, this guy had been in the makeup for five hours. Never said a thing. Wow. He said, do I have to do this again? I said, I'm afraid. And I think he'd kill the kids. Oh, my God, look at this. Look at that eye that we had to put in, that, that the slanting eye. And, oh, gosh, this process is extraordinary. Poor John. He died so young. Look at, look at the smile. It's that smile comes through. This was a sweet, gentle giant. Scary as hell. Even scary to me. But put his arm around you. And it was like, wow. You know, wow. I'm fine. It's just... Mama made everything real. Mama treating her as her son with these other two Joey Pants made really everything real. Hair. God rest her soul. Um, <laughs> I believe she had this child because she believed it. That makes all the difference in the world. When you run into situations like this, how do you make this character work? How do you make this relatively grotesque? How do you make him real? Well, he had to believe it. And everybody around had to believe it. And I totally believe Mama gave birth to him. And I totally believe that Chunk fell in love with him. Chunk found him as the brother he never had. Really wrong, I'm wrong. Oh, Dick. This is the new tooth head. I like how he's just like, oh, yeah, you live with us now. Uh, you live with me now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, like you do, you apparently. You don't see Chunk's parents, do you? Like... It's not like no, he like <laughs> did he? <Ooh. laughs> yeah, I mean, you meet Data's parents. Uh, kid on kid, kid living on the streets. You know, he had to rate. No, raise you do, you do see. Wait, you do see him because he's the member. Like, the gag with the pizza. Like he brought a pizza to the, yes. the rescue. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. That's, that's the whole thing. Oh yeah, I get it. They like to eat. All right. <laughs> I, you know what? I bet the makeup department for like Nightmare on Elm Street wish they had John because Robert England does not shut the fuck up in the makeup chair. <laughs> Or just yeah, anymore. what a heck of a guy to like just, just be that quiet, much of a team player, on. you know? That's yeah. Uh, I I think when you think of like one of the, like like some of the all time best characters of the eighties, and, yeah. and especially anything with those kinds of movies, like he's got to come up in the conversation, right? And, and again, very little given to explain why he is there, why they have him locked up like a beast, other than what can assume is obvious reasons. Like, just just drops you right into it, and you don't need to know that much about it. And again, yeah. that goes back, which we just said over and over these kinds of movies, that you don't need to explain every aspect of everything for it to yeah. work. In fact, Especially back in the day when a lot of films weren't as creative as the ones that we have now when it comes to lack of explaining and, like, mind-bending, yeah. critical thinking skills need to be put in place for an audience. Like, 
it, it goes to show that yeah, even back then there were some elements to, in in a lot in some films where it's like, oh, we're not gonna explain anything. You you know, you just well, these I, cops are gonna have these gorillas running around in this movie, and they lost the footage, and they're like, ah, oh, we lost the gorillas, and like, ah, oh, the gorilla footage looked terrible. Yeah, I, I mean, Why, I, you don't I, need I, gorillas in this movie. Why do you have gorillas? There's no need for them. Because Steven Spielberg loves gor <laughs> gorillas. I don't know. But, I mean, um, like no, I, I think I think really, I, I wonder if somebody sabotaged that footage. Like, I wonder if Richard Donner, like, like yo, these gorillas movie. suck. Get, yeah, <laughs> lose this. Because he was like, I don't want to film this. You got it. you film this, then Steven Spielberg. Like, um, yeah. no, but I I think one thing that really makes you realize, um, or they they don't need to explain is that that family is just unbelievably cruel. Like that family, everybody's yeah. cruel to each other. There's like a pecking order. The mom is at the top. Then the two brothers yeah. are constantly fighting. So when you see him locked up in the basement, like he might not even need to be locked up in the basement. He might just be there because they're unbelievably cruel. They just don't want to deal with them. And yeah. they think that's a deserving punishment for him existing. Right. And yeah, yeah. Tell, you're right. It tells you everything they, they, you need to know about them as a family. And then it tells you everything you need to know about Chunk, who again at this point had been like, you know, uh, for the, most of the movie is a delivery system for food-related humor. That he's so open-hearted, finds like a kindred spirit and like another outcast, another guy that really likes to eat baby Ruth, <laughs> <laughs> bonded over their love of baby Ruths, and was like, oh yeah, you live with me now, and like, cool, yeah. and like no one seems to question it that well, much. That guy, you know, once, once you know he exists, like you can't send him back. What are you gonna do with that guy? I'll send him you back. Can't to send him back to oh, the yeah. cruel, to the cruel uh, Fratelli family. Like they're all going to prison yeah. anyway. But even if they weren't, like that family's not taking care of him. He's, right, he's we're gonna, we're gonna let him matriculate. He's at a kindergarten level. <laughs> It'll be awesome. Where's that spinoff? Yeah. Hey, you guys. <laughs> it's the first day of school. How's it going, kids? <laughs> I, I love it though. I mean, it is a classic example of like, because when you, when I saw this originally as a kid, you know, I wasn't like thinking critically about it. It's like, oh, I was like, oh, that guy's cool. It sucks that his family is mean to him. That guy is cool. Yeah. And, and I mean, really, that's all there is. I mean, he's developmentally disabled, but he seems like he can at least, he, he can eat for himself. He can, you know, do yeah. things for himself. All the like, freaking bullets. Everyone can escape. I mean, like, he's, he's got, he's got, he's got super strength. Yeah. I also I also really like that they um this movie is very meta in that they shout out their other movies because like you know I mean Richard's got the Superman shirt yeah they also Superman. reference Gremlin like yeah. they that's right Gremlin. yeah yeah <laughs> I forgot about that <laughs> so this yeah, movie yeah. this movie I think um feels feels very timeless because they're kind of uh referencing pop culture a lot in it like the Martin Sheen thing like it, that, and it feels like that's right. a very early version of something that happens um constantly now in movies like. Nobody shuts the fuck up about pop culture. Yeah, <laughs> well, and that's yeah, but it, it used to be more anomaly, and that, and that's uh, it's one of the things that makes it unique. It is wild to me, and I mean wild that like how many times they have tried to do sequels to this, like spinoff material. There was going to be a TV series that was literally like an acting teacher and her class trying to recreate Goonies, and that was going to be a show. I guess like it's wild. Yeah. It, there's like there's five different. Wait, times is it Disney remaking the Goonies? I hope they probably don't, don't remake it. Don't I mean, come on. I think they are. Let me look it up. Don't do it. No. They're going to make Goonies broke. They said that they're not in the process of doing it, but then they've also said a bunch of times that like they, they want to do something or some kind of franchise for it or. Um, I'm sure a story. I would be stoked to have them back. It did wonders for the tourism. Yeah. Just movie. get the cast back together and have them hang out. You know, that's, that's all you need. Yeah. yeah. Series. Mm. They, but they've met, they've had a lot of attempts over the years, and for the, but but for the longest time it was they had to uh, 
uh, Donner and Spielberg had to agree on a script and they would. And then, you know, like Spielberg would get busy and then like something would happen and whatever. Well, Spiel- so, what's Spielberg up to these days? <laughs> Slap knows best. What, going to win an Oscar? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see next week. I mean, Fablemans, he, he, he did. I, I finally saw Ready Player One. I wish I hadn't. It's not that good. Uh, I watched it. I imagine I halfway through Fablemans, you just hear, hey, you guys. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, something like that. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So the, the other thing uh, to bring up that we haven't touched on yet is like the Cindy Lauper song. Um, Which goes. Yeah. It's a great song. Goonies yes. are good enough. <laughs> I, I so I guess I guess um the Corey Feldman and like the other people in it were like huge Cindy Lauper fans, but didn't like the, that song. Oh really? Um, yeah. What? That's crazy. So I, I don't know. I just thought this clip was really funny. That's a great tune. What's he fucking talking about? Hold on. I was a huge Cindy Lauper fan at the time, so it worked very well for me. Um, as a matter of fact, Cindy started kind of visiting the set while we were still shooting the movie. Um, as a matter of fact, I remember the day that. She first showed up to the set. She pulls up in a taxi. I thought, that's interesting. Why would Cindy Lauper be using a taxi? But it's because she's like, you know, New York girl, you know, tough little New York girl. I use taxis. But, you know, we didn't know at the time. And she comes pulling up to the set in a taxi. And we thought, why is Cindy Lauper here? And why is she in a taxi? Very weird. Um, and they, of course, didn't explain anything. It was when Dick said, to, you know, well, she's thinking about doing a song for the movie. Oh. Okay, Goonies, Cindy Lauper, weird, but okay, going with you on it, you know. And then when we got to Hawaii, actually, uh, was the first time that he premiered the song for us. And uh, he sat us all kind of around the boom box and he played it. He said, What do you think? And I said, That's terrible. That is the worst song I've ever heard Lauper do. God, couldn't you have come up with something better? Number one. So you really didn't like it? No, I really didn't like it. <laughs> Actually, a bunch of us did. There was a couple of us that were kind of like, I mean, everybody was like, wow, it's really cool that Cindy Lauper did a song. But couldn't you have done something a little better? But it went number one. So who are we to complain, right? Um, oh, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. No, no. I mean, I go, you know, I tour with my band around the country and every. Yeah, we know. Yeah, and not good. You know, people yelling Goonies from the audience. You know, which is always fun when you're doing a rock show uh, to hear about Goonies. But um, <laughs> Martha Martha Plimpton is the one who who said it. She said, uh, "I was doing Epson uh, Epson Epson. I was doing Ibsen in the park, <laughs> and uh, somebody yells out Goonies, which is always very redeeming and rewarding as an actor." of serious theater um in any event god he yeah. seems so normal back then i was gonna say before i turned to a complete freak he turned to a david lynch character basically by the way he's he's one to talk about like sydney lopper's song not being good if you heard it yeah, yeah, i've heard i've heard oh, it's his songs horrible. it's not good no it's, yeah <laughs> it's and, not good at all and he doesn't have professional wrestlers in his videos Right, yeah. First of all, how dare you not have professional wrestlers in your videos? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because Apparently he tries to be Michael uh, Jackson. I'm like, they they it's... brought Michael Jackson to the set of the movie as a prank at one point. Yeah, like uh, they wanted like around the children, eh? They well, this I mean, this is obviously before people knew. <laughs> what kind of prank is this? <laughs> they like uh, pranked you. You got molested. I don't know. Um, 
No, but <laughs> the, the the they invite. I guess they wanted a specific reactions. So they wanted like one of the. I can't remember if it was Sean Aston or uh, Corey Feldman to be extremely shocked by something mm-hmm. that happens in the movie, and then so they had him like close his eyes and he opened his eyes and Michael Jackson was there. Again, I mean, I, I, I would be shocked too. I'd be like, "Holy shit, it's the king of pop!" Holy shit, I thought you were dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, yeah, it would be like the one of the biggest stars of the world at the, at the time, right? So, yeah. so exactly. I, you know, gotta wonder. Uh, I, yeah, like, so, God, I like. Why say nothing, man? Cindy Lauper, like she's had an incredible career, continues to be an amazing musician. Despite her Corey psoriasis, exactly. And Corey Feldman makes some music. Sure does make some music, and nobody would be at his shows if he wasn't Corey Feldman from acting fame. Yeah, just like the number one blues man in the country, Steven Seagal, which he runs around with a blues man, uh, blues band full of ringers, and they're god awful. But everyone, oh God, and, but he films. and he won't. He will not talk to anyone about his movies <laughs> afterwards. Oh my like, god, they're, bro! They're, it's why they're... everyone's here, man. Yeah. <laughs> my, uh, my That's kind of a power James... play, though, isn't it? Like, did, did you ever see that uh, Billy Bob Thornton interview where, where um, uh, the you know the interviewer's like, "Yeah, this is the Billy Bob Thornton for the movies," and then like like went on to introduce him, but through his music, and didn't bring up the music at all. And and so Billy Bob Thornton, because you know his films were invoked in the yeah. introduction, refused yeah. to answer any questions. So so he's like she's like so so what's uh you know ask him a question about like like an inspiration of his uh music and he's like there there was a book called uh, Famous Monsters of Filmland oh yeah it was an amazing interview you know that's the kind of thing that, that's the kind of entitlement that comes from people that are a certain level of fame where it's like I would be like oh you know me from this I, I, I appreciate actors who it's a minor miracle world. anybody knows anything at all have you met seen this world Jesus yes. Christ. <laughs> Like I, so lucky. I mean, that's why I love like like even because there was a video recently that was like, "What the fuck happened to Tim Curry?" I'm like, "Well, he suffered a major stroke back in 2012." Yeah, he goes to conventions. Great. He does video <laughs> calls with fans. He signs. I'm like, you know, he. I think some actors get to a point where they're like, you know what? I have fans, and without the fans, I wouldn't be where I where I am. Yep. If people like me in this, I'm going to talk about this. If people love me in that, I will talk. Like, that's why, like, if I were to be an actor, I'd be like, yes, I would love to talk about, like, what, what favorite movie? Okay, cool. We'll talk about yeah, what, that. What do you agree with that? That's fine. Like, I'll, I'll yell him right back. Tom Baker's a good example, which you're talking about, too, that he was real salty about being typecast as the doctor. And then later realized, oh, wow, I've given multiple generations of children, like, this hope and this affinity and this incredible like sense of wonder about the world and that maybe i was being a bit of an entitled prick about all this yeah yeah i mean there, beat, back the, uh, beat back his dislike of uh rocky horror picture show for the longest time because he felt like he was getting typecast based on that like yeah, yeah he, he literally made himself overweight because of it yeah and he he kind of um but he kind of fixed that eventually and was like oh no people really like this people really connect to this and i need to actually talk to them about it or else i'm kind of just you know isolating i mean for the longest time he never talked about it which is nuts because he's, he's fantastic in that role like, like literally like, you're like pissed one, about that like, like, like the best part Wiki- of that film <laughs> in, Wiki- in his wikipedia pages there's like there's one like serious, secret whatever. like there's like one quote of him talking about it when it fr- when it first came out i'm like one quote but then that documentary came out like like about a year ago, and I'm like, oh, thank God. He's like, I'm always known for being in cult films, so I thought, why not? <laughs> yeah, like, oh, you know what that's better than? Being known for nothing. 
Yes. I would know this. <laughs> oh, Pennywise. You're my favorite. <laughs> that's what that's why I like that, you know, the cast of the Goonies, like they do like conventions. They love talking about this film. Yeah. I, I Chunk is Keith's entertainment lawyer. That's yes. amazing. I love that. That's so good. And they should and that, there should be a thing, even without Donner. They should there should be a thing. We're gonna have Academy Award winner Key winning, you know, in, in a month. And, and yeah. so that's gonna be fun. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, Apparently his uh his parents would come to the set and they would bring like Vietnamese food with them and like Aww. all this food that and like so his his mom would like feed everyone on set all the time Aww. every day. That's awesome. Yeah, so wholesome. We love a good mom. You know, I I feel like probably his parents were better than Corey Feldman's parents, but yeah. Well, yeah, maybe that's why yeah. he's a dick about Cindy Lauper's song, which is <laughs> that's good. I mean, it's like is it like a B tier Cindy Lauper song? Sure, it's better than most people's A tier stuff. Yeah. Come on, it's catchy little like whatever is considered Corey Feldman's A tier stuff. Yeah, it's 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 not as good as anything on Angelic Number Two, the core. Yeah, which is a Corey Feldman record, by the way. That's what makes that joke funny. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I got that. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I it's so horrible. I understood the context. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Context is good. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but I do feel like the '80s really brought in like the nerd culture, like post like late '70s yeah. into the '80s. That's when we started seeing more of like appreciation, like for like conventions, actors going to you know, you know, take pictures with fans, sign autographs, Watching kids on an adventure. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's also you know not to put a fine point on it, but the month the theme of what we're covering is adventure movies, right? There, it was a fine time for adventure films. Yeah. Just as it was a, a fine time, I think, for, like, fantasy films. Like, we did our whole fantasy mm -hmm. season last year. And, like, a lot of the best ones were in the 80s as well. Like, um, And even a lot of coming-of-age stories came out of the, the 80s as well. You can even say that yeah. The Goonies is a coming-of-age story. And a lot of cocaine movies. Yeah, yeah. in the 90s, you're only allowed to do crime. So Yes. <laughs> Be gay, do crime. And hack Goodbye, the main do misdemeanor. <laughs> right, exactly. Twerk. <laughs> uh yeah hey shall we do the letterbox one liners yeah what are you thinking all right great so of course letterbox is a place for film it's a place for film lovers to talk at with and to each other about the films they love maybe the films that they didn't love maybe the prepubescent actors they we're a little bit thirsty for and of course uh all of this is a uh, not just the siskels and eberts of the world it's a bottom-up democracy everyone gets to have their say everyone gets to chime in at with and to each other uh of course this is this is best done succinctly keep it succinct folks work on your tight five in front of the uh the basement of the comedy store and uh you know here you go these are the ones for goonies let's roll them cindy lopper song stuck in my head again thank you moist loogie <laughs> yes, that is a bop. I did not pre-prepare this material. I mean, I did, but I didn't. Quite <laughs> it's a good sound. Goonies are good enough. Come on, like nothing. Yeah. Okay, whatever. No, no, it's, it's <laughs> I can't. Wrap my... I watched it last night. <laughs> I can't wrap my head around the fact that not a single ten-year-old boy laughed at the name Willie. Mm, really, one-eyed yeah. Willie. Yeah, you know. I mean, <laughs> facts, facts, facts. I agree. I agree. Louise seventeen. This movie is so cute. Let's just forget about how all of them almost died. Yes. <laughs> the falling rocks really like have, I mean, number one, big Indiana Jones vibes, but number yeah. two, like 
uh it's just kind of terrifying to think like i don't know these kids are like running for their fucking lives like yeah they could easily gotten crushed by those rocks you know uh what's his name the the you know whatever christopher copperpot or whatever uh he you know he didn't make it christopher copperpot yeah. By the way, when 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 uh when uh young folks get like try to say Chester, that like Chester Generation Copper X Pot. Chester Copperpot. The Generation X is the Karen generation and Generation X like doesn't care at all. This is why. That was like going to school. It was like you're dodging boulders. It was you, you, your, well, it your was... inventions weren't working. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it was, you know, it was Chester Copperpot that was supposed to, you know, lead you all to salvation and he exactly. he didn't make it. Didn't show. Didn't show horrible <laughs> chunk has never spoken softer than 7500 decimals this movie is so sweet for no reason <laughs> <laughs> both those he things also, are true he never stops breaking shit chunk is like quintessential loud friend for sure yes and like yeah it's like why don't you guys play outside Every every Midwest emo song includes a section of this movie. <laughs> yes. Hey, you guys. What the hell? Uh, <laughs> very good. What the fuck do you mean by Willie? Bro, it's not fucking gone yet. You can still get the gold. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, I guess we're not getting that gold. I guess we can't pull up these rocks. And it's like, yeah, dude, yeah. just go in there and fucking pull up those rocks. What are you doing? You got like Ross rolling there. Exactly. Take the little field. We'll just snap them. How many booty traps do you think are still out there untrapped? <laughs> Urgently need of answers. I, I also like that when he's like of? booty traps. I mean, it's it's problematic now, I'm sure, but like, it's like booty yeah. traps. And he's like, you know, me booby, booby traps. He's like, that's what I said, booty traps. Booty, <laughs> booby, the same. But it's funny because of the thing. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I think Sloth is supposed to be one of David Lynch's movies, but somehow he ends up in here. Yeah. Just like, uh, just like Corey Feldman. <laughs> the, the actual dude, Corey Feldman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd let Josh Brolin ruin my life. Wow, did I write that one? Oh, no. Rachel did. I had to check. Oh, this is Rachel. Not well, no, but you would have said, I'd let Josh Brolin ruin my life so that I could meet Barbara Streisand. Yes. This, just, yeah. this just stops at the... <laughs> There's still time. You've got an account. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Streisand effect is kids real. <laughs> Samwise Gamgee and three other hobbits team up with Thanos to find an ancient pirate treasure, <laughs> but they're being chased by Bonville and Fran Sanchez and Cypher, who seem to be back in the Matrix. Just as amazing as it sounds. Yeah. <laughs> and you got to throw Mama from the train. You do. Uh, you do indeed have to throw Mama from the train. Those are the letterbox one-liners for Goonies, everybody. Please follow the show. Ice Cream Fridge always flock over there as Movie Night Extravaganza. That's the uh, the show's account and his account as well. Log in all the stuff we cover. I am Neutron. Never says die. At Conan Neutron. Uh, following all the highbrow, midbrow, uh, and you know some populist fair estate level, uh, take the Criterion Challenge with me. Follow along. Uh, I'm all over that biz. Uh, Thanos over there contemplating her next review. She she calls her I'm shots. Thinking She's thinking. Of She's thinking. Infinity Pool because Alexander Skarsgård's penis is being shown in it. You, you apparently see his one eye, Willie. <laughs> <laughs> for 2023 my, is one-eyed willy my friend does, saw he, it. does he have rich stuff 
Find my, out. My <laughs> friend saw it. She's like, people walked out the moment. I, I'm like, wait, they walked they out. Walked the out? They walked out? I don't think they would walk out that. Scar, scar, naked. She's like, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? How would, why would you yeah. want to walk out well, then? Christina's that like, boy, is my finger not in the pulse? <laughs> <laughs> Did, didn't that like, happen with, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, the, the guy who played people the Green Goblin. Defoe? Yeah, Willem Defoe. Willem Defoe was in The Antichrist. And when test audiences mm-hmm. saw his penis, uh, they, they walked out. And so they had well, to get a stunt penis I mean, and reshoot. Supposedly, the supposedly his penis enough, was like I horrifying. That was the thing. Yeah, yeah, no, his penis is horrifying. The yeah, crucifixion no, was pretty bad, but boy, that penis. <laughs> no, there's there's like a whole thing that his penis is horrifying enough that it made an audience walk out. Look, can I get the fuck out of this bit, please? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's um Christine over there. Skarsgård's dick. I don't know. And then Jay Andrew Fratelli's is everyone at World right about now. He's watching all the weirdest stuff so you don't have to, or maybe so you can. Please, 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 Fratelli's are innocent. Take us away with the plugs. All right. You're watching us on YouTube. Uh, please do the YouTube things: like, comment, subscribe, hit that bell. And uh, the big ask is to watch this video to the end. You get that great Conan Conan Neutron song, and uh, that allows. Uh, <laughs> am I, I saying this right? It helps us with the algos. Yeah, it helps with the algorithm. It lets it lets other movie fans find our. You're having a stroke so. there for a second. I was worried about you. <laughs> was like, that good. I don't know. That good. I, I am completely on a Neutron song. <laughs> yeah. right, so taken over know. by a by a pod person. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, we have us uh, uh, various social media sites. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Um, you know, please find us on there. Follow us. Uh, um, we're on One Eyed Willie's OnlyFans. Yes, it's very exclusive. They don't let everyone in. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, please find us on the social media sites. Uh, your, your favorite. Yeah. Um, the guy who does the plugs can't find them, but find them, find them for him, please. <laughs> I'll run all of them. Go get where it. they are. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Go uh, we, we, ask Jeeves about it. Why don't you? <laughs> Jeeves, I got a couple questions for you. That's when you uh, have a butler go Google things for you. (laughs) We have a Patreon. Um, And and with that Patreon, you can get access to our after parties. Um, So so if you missed one, you can go back and watch it and see what we said about the Oscars. Yeah, yeah. I think think that ended up being just a regular episode. Eventually, it was long enough for one, that's for sure. It was good. I thought so. I mean, I produced it. Of course, I feel that way. (laughs) <laughs> Christina and I worked very hard on that. Thanos uh, and, and Neutron uh, put together a good show. I made a lot of Forrest jokes about. Uh, made a lot of jokes about women talking. And Forrest yeah. was just drinking margaritas and chilling. He he got to be the Neutron role, which it's. I was very jealous. I was like, ah. I I started I sleeping for eighteen show. hours. So so. Ooh, Honestly, you're probably great. better off. <laughs> but if you want to watch that, yeah, yeah, that that is technically. Uh, <laughs> you, you seen the after parties at One Night Willies? Woo! Yes. <laughs> Let me tell you. He knows how to party. But yeah, uh, yeah, that, that is. Uh, we that. should mention that because that that was sort of like that. That was Bill's an after party, but people can't actually watch that. I think right. It's not, it's not private. Yes, it's yeah. uh, it's public. It's public, but it's also on our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Movie Night Extra. Um, you know, right. we we could use the we could use the patrons. Uh, a couple people canceled, so. We could use we could use I'm the about to cancel to them. Pull, yeah, we pull could use Michael Brooks and be like, up. "Hey, <laughs> call happened? them out individually on Twitter." Yeah. 
One of them was Varn. So I don't know what uh you know what Varn's well, up Good luck getting invited back to this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we gotta lose his number. Go on, Andy. Uh but yeah, Conan, you have you have a protonic reversal. I did I I skipped it, man. I don't no protonic this this week. I rescheduled Kevin for uh for next week. I was not feeling up to it. I think I got the same thing that does not appear to be COVID-19 that uh, the, a lot of the Give Them a Revolution people have. So, yeah. I didn't sleep for 18 hours. Well, yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. Considering how hard we went at Pat's bar, I mean, good Lord. <laughs> that was like Saturday. He kept, and I'm still he, kept, it. he kept not charging me for drinks. He'd be like, oh, what do you want? I'll, uh, this one's free. Yeah. But then every time he was like, this one's free. And I was like, oh, and then he talked to me. He's like, I was like, how's business? Oh, it's terrible. Oh, I wonder why. <laughs> He's like, all the paid customers get out. We're closed. Yeah. yeah. Let's just take what, it. How much, like, yeah, what do you want? Oh, you got it. <laughs> anyway, that's, uh, we're not going to mention his name, the bar's name, because you can't get free stuff from him. Only we can. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, no, but this week, uh, rescheduling uh, with Kevin Rutmanis. I'm going to have Rose Marshak of Poster Children, whose book, uh, Play Like a Girl, just came out uh, as well, uh, coming up. And that's oh, great. But yeah. I'm going to read it first because I am a reader, which is a good thing when you have a book. Yeah, I, 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 I've heard about the book and I'm excited. <laughs> it's uh, I've been looking for it for, for a long time. I was originally, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it, was supposed, it was supposed to come out, I think, later on. But the, I got my copy this week and I was like, oh, fantastic. It's awesome. Super cool. And, and of course, I'm you know, uh, here. <laughs> oh, I'm Neutron. reading here. Yeah, sorry. Neutronfriends.bandcamp.com. That's where you can get all of Conan's music. Um, go yep, do here's. that. Is uh, the, the vinyl for dangerous nomenclature? Yeah, you uncharacteristically get a, get a within vinyl, an easy reach of me. <laughs> yeah, get a digitally. I CDs anywhere near me. It's fine. Get some guitar pedals, but yeah. All right. Yeah. And uh, Christina. Christina. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, 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 what's going on this week? You got any big plans? Uh, I'm gonna do a subathon after work tomorrow because it's almost the end of the month, which means by the 31st, Twitch locks in all the subscriptions for the month of go over to february but tonight tonight if you guys if you guys know my twitter cosmopolitics message me if you want to watch don't worry darling in my discord server which is happening oh, probably yeah. at like a little after like probably at 10 30 eastern great okay. movie justice for katie yes <laughs> so that's exciting also i'm gonna go over the the lynching the brutal brutal murder of harry nichols um uh, tomorrow as well because that's a wild change up. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have like the stomach to watch that video, but yeah. I, I, hear it, I hear it's pretty bad. It is disgusting. It, it, it is disgusting. Justice, you can't, yeah. you cannot reform that. A cab includes all races of cops. Let's be real here. Yep. And really uh, brought down the vibe for a second on, on our Goonies episode. <laughs> what, what I was thinking, but was not going to say is, wow, I wonder if that reviewer that thought there was sex in this movie thought of that lynching. But I was yeah. like, no, I don't say it, Conan. Well, so I, I blurted it out. I blurted out just a, like a molestation joke about Michael Jackson. <laughs> sure about a dude who was literally molested, by the way, Corey Feldman. Going to get back to myself. Not by Michael Jackson, though. He's like, not everyone. by Michael Jackson. That's I'm like, okay, I believe you. You're still weird, though, Corey Feldman. I yeah, would really. Did music you, is still terrible, run. which is more important. But I, I I'll, I'm not gonna lie though. I would, I would party with Corey Feldman for one night just to see, 
Like, you know, sure. what the fuck he gets up to. Same. Him and him and Macaulay Culkin. I feel like I would party with both of them. And uh, you know, just just see what's up. Just I would I would sit them down and be like, so bro, what like what's yeah. going on? Like, yeah. you know, like yeah, I feel like Corey, I think I feel like with Macaulay Culkin, he got fucked up because his parents like fucked him over. Yeah. Which is what a lot of parents do with their child star kids. Yeah, it, it happens a lot. I mean, it's a common story. But I mean, his brother's less fucked up. Yeah, Kieran. He's got yeah. a more successful career than he does. Yeah, but Kieran wasn't in an Aerosmith video, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> Andy, come on, let's go. It, let's is, it, is, it is pretty yeah. funny, though. I feel like uh, I feel like on Secession, Kieran Culkin's like just playing his brother. But <laughs> anyway. I can can, can I please say, buy Christina coffee. Go to co- co- coffee. Uh, that's that. <laughs> go, go to coffee. <laughs> uh, Siri, go to Do coffee. Do not pass go. <laughs> Do not, not What's going on with the Uber? I said go to coffee and it hasn't moved. <laughs> go to coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's like Jumanji over here. <laughs> I'm rolling the dice and nothing's happening. I went to the UN and I said, go to Kofi. Nothing happened. <laughs> Kofianon.org. Yes. <laughs> Kofi 2020. Um. <laughs> Kofi 2012. Correct. Yes. Uh, uh, but yeah. What are we trying to do? Where are we supposed to go? What is it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, was it K-O-F-I? You tell uh, me, man. I, I do the jokes on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Kofi 2012. Got it. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> coffee. There. I, I'm done, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Christina, do you think you've gotten a single one of whatever those things are on the kofianon.net? Uh, I've got, I've got a few. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah, I also Amazing. actually believe it or not, I have a throne account, which means you can buy me stuff from like an Amazon wish list that's on my throne account. So if you want to buy me nice things, you could do that. Th- th- at throne throne dot- like the chair? Yeah, throne. like a throne, like throne.me slash cosmic. I guess, uh, I guess Christina's kind of given up on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember when Jason said those two were like diamond and silk back there? I was like, oh, man, dude. Yo, RFP to the real though. Diamond. I know, right? Too bad Do- Donald Trump didn't know silk. Yeah, <laughs> Trump- Donald Trump's in there talking about how boring the funeral was and how long it was taking. Yeah. I mean, he also was like, he also was like pretty much like, I thought I knew them, did not know there was another one. Did not know. Turns out there were two folks who knew. Who knew? Nobody, not me. No. I thought her name was Diamond N Silk. I thought N was the middle name. And you you want to know what I thought the end was? I thought the end was a middle initial, something like Nathaniel, perhaps. (laughs) I'm not, wasn't sure. Salt and pepper. But uh, yeah, are we we jumping? Are we done? Is is that enough? Like, do you have any hopes? Final thoughts? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yo, Thanos over there will gladly do it if you're not feeling up to it. It's fine. You don't Um, don't have to. You don't have to. I I do like the idea of like Andy going to therapy and he's like, so I was doing the plugs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They kept it the road they hate. What do you do? I do gorgeous art, gorgeous what kind of artwork for each episode on demand, and I get mercilessly mocked for attempting to plug my fucking co-hosts <laughs> for their various endeavors. And uh, what do you think you are over here, a plumber? Why do you do oh! so many plugs? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, Christina, let's hear some final thoughts. 
Um, this is a classic without a doubt. I thoroughly enjoyed it when I was a kid and I enjoyed it even more as an as an adult, especially knowing the careers that these these child stars ended up, you know, becoming pretty phenomenal actors. Um and when it comes to uh, this big yeah, when it comes to this being like an adventure film, this is a good adventure film to watch with the family. No matter how many cuss words are in it, no matter how many sex dungeon toys are in it, it's for the kids, okay? <laughs> what seriously, what, what what movie do you think they were watching? Were they watching I like, don't the know. porno version? They, like I I really want to uh, know. I uh, let me guess, the porno version has like barely, like barely legal like dudes in it, I'm assuming. They call it the bonies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those but yeah, I was gonna say they call it the booties. But, go watch yeah, it, guys. Yeah. It's on Disney Plus. <laughs> All right, Conan. Yeah, uh, really great film that encapsulates the madcap rainy day adventure uh, that kind of characterized a lot of our youths. Did you say youths? Uh, (laughs) That maybe is not so common anymore. Maybe is. I don't know. But like takes it to the nth degree, uh, goes several layers of absurd. Uh, but manage to move the story along and and be a just a darn fine easy watch. You don't have to think too hard about it. Uh, not as deeply problematic as I thought it maybe when I suggested that we do it because <laughs> I was like I haven't seen this since I was a kid, man. This might be like rough. But um, you know, some moments that didn't age so well. But a uh, classic movie for a reason. Uh, classic Donner movie. Classic classic Donner Spielberg collaboration. Um, there's a reason why everyone yells at apparently anybody that's ever been in this film all over the place about this film. And uh, that's all I'll say about it. It's a pleasure to discuss it. It was, it was very, I learned a little something and uh, I think that's something that people should do more and more. Yeah. Uh, Andy. Oh, single-handedly Astoria, Oregon put that place like on the map to a level of the people will actually go there. Even if there's nothing else to bother people at that house. Still less famous of the Astorias, but you know, do you feel yeah. like that needs to be said? I was waiting for I was waiting for that. And I was like, I get it. The people in New York think that nothing can exist like outside of New York. But yeah, like they're very different. You know that places. people don't walk outside of New York. Only in New York do people walk. Only in New York do people are, are they walking here. Yeah, they're they're walking here. <laughs> anyway, ten thousand people, seriously. I think that's a current population, right? Right. But they have a film museum. In Astoria, they they know who you are. They know why you're there, and they lean into it. I think that's charming, and not it is. It is. It is. Uh, but Andy, ah, uh, yeah, it's just, this is uh, so fun to watch. Um, I I'll never forget how mad my mom was at this movie for the language that uh, it's like, oh my god, I can't believe the children would use such foul language. But then <laughs> like, you watch uh, child. <laughs> you watch John Aston's uh, audition tape, and yeah. <laughs> Apparently, also, uh, they showed them the ship for the first time, and they were all like, God damn, and stuff. And like, so they had to like the, their original reactions to the ship. They were like, Yeah, they swore too much. We couldn't, we couldn't. End up yeah. using I it. mean, I can totally see it being, like, Oh shit, look at that. Yeah. It's a fucking pirate ship. Like, I mean, that'd be like, What? <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> holy shit. To be fair, that'd be my reaction today, but when I was a kid, especially. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, check that out. <laughs> Try That's not one eyed Willie's goddamn fucking treasure. <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> but yeah, it's she, just she uh, like yeah, yeah. no, no. It was just kind of wild, kind of like uh, flashing back to that 
rewatching this movie and remember how bored my kids were um, uh, when I tried to get them to watch it. But uh, my kids just aren't into movies. I don't know why. What did, did I do you, wrong uh, as a did parent? You, did you try to get your kids' attention by saying, hey, you guys? <laughs> and then your kids like, what are you? They're are you, sick you, of me you, saying that. <laughs> have you have you tried telling them you're on a reasonably popular uh, movie show on the internet <laughs> um yeah, yeah but you know what though they did perk up whenever we had the guy from uh uh talking uh t- talking animals or whatever the fuck that oh that's <laughs> <laughs> animal talking. talking of all the things Gary's done as animal talking was a thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember that. That's, that's the breath. Like it's like, wait, wait, you who? Oh, oh, oh my god, <laughs> he's a big git. <laughs> <laughs> See, he wrote a Star War. I don't care about that. Animal talking. Yeah, yeah. Where is that? Oh, yeah, there's been although, like um, there's been like a dozen Star War. You know what I mean? Like, uh, but yeah, animal talk. There's only one. Animal only one talking. animal talking. So. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I will say, my kid was uh, impressed that uh, they were sitting on the same couch as uh, Hugo from Bob's Burger. So, you know, there you go. <laughs> I always tell people, like, when people are like, oh, I've never heard a majority report, which is like most people that I know in real life, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. you know, you know, Bob's Burgers. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, you know, Hugo for Bob's Burgers. And they're like, oh my God, that's a, that's a, that's a big, uh, <laughs> can they not remember, the, recognize the voice? Like, my God, it's just Sam Cedar's voice, a bit more high pitched. No, what I'm saying, like, well, they don't know who Sam Cedar is. You know, like, it's, yeah. I'm talking about like people yeah. that have never heard of, like, because well, I, I mean, when I was working for like, Michael, they don't realize it's the guy who ate his food weird from Sex in the City, too. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, there's a there's a picture of him where he's like, do you think I got this body by eating or something? <laughs> I don't know. It's one of the funniest pictures of Sam Cedar on the Internet. But I mean, what I'm talking about, like when I was working for Michael and I would try to explain to people where I was working for. And I'm like, well, you know, it, like they shoot it out of like the majority report, you know. So I would try to explain that. And then I'd be like, Hugo from Bob's Burgers. He owns a, a studio. And they're like, oh, Bob's Burgers. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah we're going to be back on tuesday for our final uh and and the, you know the final time we get to listen to this uh amazing adventure intro i really i really do like it um you know we're gonna be back talking about the green knight which i'm excited to finally i'm gonna watch it tomorrow i uh meant to watch it during the pandemic and then just somehow it, it slipped out of uh you know I didn't, it's, I didn't. It slipped. It slipped out of every Oscar voter's mind, apparently, too. So it got snubbed that year, and that's a bummer. Well, it came out so early, I think, in the year, right? Like it came out. Um, that that happens. It's not, the, it's not the only thing that came came early. That's yeah. all I'll say. <laughs> but, <I really> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know what, Goonies, they uh, they never say die. Uh-huh.